We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions select Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Goff looks, Goff throws, caught inside the one, fighting for the end zone, and getting in for the touchdown, Detroit Lions. Amon Ross, St. Brown. The snap, he's got it, wants to throw, Wentz, looks, looks, pressure comes, Wentz, hit, sack, back inside the 20, Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. <laughs> Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 333 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler. Joe Malone, main guy, as always. Mr. Malcolm Hart, no peer with us. But Malcolm, how are we doing, man? Yerp. What's going on, man? Doing good, bro. How you doing, man? Better. Um, I <laughs> thought we were going to record this episode a little sooner from the from the Cowboys game. We took a couple days off with the with the holiday and New Year's. So, you know, it got to cool down a little bit, but my goodness, dude, it happened again. It happened again, man. The referees screwed us up again, dude. Like, it's just so unbelievable, but I promise you'll get a more calm um, reaction from me if we recorded this the night of or the day after or even two days after. There would be a lot more cuss words. I think we would exceed our limit of five cuss words per episode. Like, that that was not going to happen. Now, it might get close today, but we will see. I don't know. How, how are you feeling now a couple of days after that game? I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I, I was I was upset with the call, but I, I quickly brushed it off, and I was fine immediately after, man. But I heard I heard you when you was at the postgame show, man. You were pissed. I was hot. You, you weren't happy. No. Yeah, man. It, yeah. It, it, that shit hits you hard, man. It's, it's because there was something on the line in that game. It wasn't like it was just some throwaway game that didn't mean anything for either team. This game meaning a lot for both these teams. For the Cowboys, obviously, to keep their hope in the division, which ended up paying off for them big time with the Eagles' loss this Sunday. And then for the Lions, it was controlling their own destiny to be the number two seed and not hosting just one playoff game. But if they won that playoff game, guaranteeing that you would host a second playoff game in Detroit and we know that's a big advantage for Detroit that are starving for football and especially playoff football. We've seen it with the ticket prices of how expensive they are. Could you imagine if there was two guaranteed playoff games here in Detroit? And if they just lost this game, like, you know, by seven or if they didn't score that touch on the end, 
I'd be like, whatever. We lost the game. We we fought hard, and it is what it is. But when you have the game in your hand, you see the Lions actually up with 23 seconds left in the game, and then you see the flag come out like two minutes afterwards, and you see that score just change back. It, it gave me PTSD from the Falcons game. When we had the lead, they review it, and it's gone, and you have no opportunities. The only difference was you had an opportunity in this game. And we'll talk about what Campbell and his decisions there, but I don't know, man. It, it was just one of those things. And it's always, I'm going to use one of my cuss words, it's always fucking Dallas, dude. It's always fucking Dallas where this shit happens. And it, it's just so infuriating. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, for me watching that game, it brought me PTSD of when we played Dallas in that playoff game. Yeah. And, and they, they called back that passing interference, that, that passing interference play. It is one of those things, man. Like they call the flag, they call pass interference, and then they move the ball up, and then they say, "Wait a minute, no, no, no pass interference," and they moved us back. And you're like, "What? What the fuck? What, what, what happened?" You know that that sort of reminded me of. Now, for me, it, it was just a little bit different as far as I mean, I, I get it, the playoff seating and all that stuff. I think the Lions is, is a good road team as well. That's why I, it didn't really bother me as as, as much. Now we play a, a team where. The weather is bad. Like we had to play against Buffalo or <clears throat> or another team like that. I would say like shit. You know this this may not be good, but um I think they're a good role team. I think the 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 teams that are ahead of us right now, um most likely we won't play on a road game because if, if we play Philadelphia, if it comes down to us playing Philadelphia, they have to come to Detroit because yeah. they're, they're um, the road. Unless obviously, unless, unless they, wins this Sunday and the Cowboys lose. Okay, so if, yeah, so they are if Philly's a two seed at that point. Then yeah, it could be rough because they will, they will have to travel to Philly. Um, but if everything stays as it is now, I don't think we'll see a outdoor game unless we play the 49ers. So it's not as bad as everybody think it is. Now, for me, just watching this game, it, I mean, it brought me a lot of hope because I was on the fence of. What what football team do we have? What kind of Detroit Lions team do we have? Are we gonna have? Or do we have a team that struggles against the mediocre teams, but play really good against good teams, or or, or don't play good against the good teams? Or what type? What type of Detroit Lions? Are we gonna see consistent football? Like I, that's all I wanted to see from Detroit. I wanted to see what type of football team we have, and a lot of my questions was answered this game because they played their ass off. I think. I think this game showed that the, the Detroit Lions can hang with anybody. We had to go to Dallas. Dallas is a very tough place to play in Dallas. And they took them down to the wire. I think, you know, not that I think we won that game. You know, everybody knows we won that game. Then that I think for me, I think that's more important. I think for the for the, the players, um, for the fans, I mean, we won that game. That's all you have to feel. That's all you have to know is that we went to Dallas and played in one of the elite teams in the NFC, and we we won that game. So now when we're heading to the playoffs, I think you know it's going to travel. I think we could, we have a chance to be anybody. That's how I feel right now. I will say though, compared to previous years where the Lions get screwed over, it feels like those games are a lot more bigger moments for the Lions. Like they're knocked out of the playoffs, or they're knocked out of division hopes, or something like that. I mean, it is kind of a luxury that we're talking about right now. We're talking about yeah. losing the two seat compared to the three seat. And w- within big picture, like it is a big deal, but like you're still in the race. You still won the division. It's not like the Lions lost in Minnesota and now they really need this game week 18. 
now this game really means nothing. I mean, we're going to get into that game later into this episode, but you're right. It is a luxury that we're talking about. It's not one of those costing moments where your season's over after this game, after the referees blatantly messed up a call so badly. Um, So that, that is a positive. And I hope, and I, and I have a feeling that they are going to use this to their, to their power. They're going to use this as momentum. You hear what Dan Campbell says, I have controlled fear right now. You hear Aiden Hutchinson saying, Hey, they got this game. We'll get them in the playoffs. Like that's how we're going to look at it. And I, I loved this analogy that Aiden Hutchinson used. It was on the, the same Browns podcast, right? He goes back to his final year at Michigan and kind of similarly, not as bad as this Lions Cowboys game, but the Michigan Michigan state game for obviously a lot of people, I, I bet listening are big Michigan, Michigan, Michigan or Michigan state fans. Right. And you guys remember that game. Crazy game. Kenneth Walker wins that game, right? But there was a controversial call that Aiden Hutchinson had a strip sack and scored a touch on the game that caught called away, which was controversial. Michigan ends up losing that game. People think they're not going to make the playoffs in that year. They go out, beat Ohio State, win the Big Ten for the first time in forever, and they kind of use that as momentum after that Michigan State game. So Hutchinson kind of using that example with the Lions here is that like, we got screwed, we got robbed versus a good team, but we use that momentum going forward, and it led us to win the Big Ten for the first time in forever. Let's see what they could do now with this, you know, and you have an opportunity versus Minnesota, and then more importantly, you got the playoffs next week. So I, I, I have a feeling they're going to use this as momentum rather than let this cost them or, you know, let them sit back and feel bad for themselves. Absolutely, man. I think right now I, I'm pretty sure Dan Campbell preached to them that we can't let this, the games be decided by the refs. Like, he, he, even though the NFL games are close, but we got to execute to a point that the game is not close. This game should have been close, um, to be honest with you. We should have won. And Dan Campbell is probably preaching that, that you shouldn't let it get to the refs, to let the, let the refs decide the game. So I think I think like you said, man. I think it's gonna be control fury. I think they're gonna use this as momentum, as as, as uh, fuel to the fire, and they're gonna come out strong, man. I think that this is one of the reasons why I think Dan Campbell's still playing his starters. I think if we win this game against Dallas, he probably is not gonna play his starters. But I I think because we lost, man, I think he wants the starters to go out there and and and, and at least put some drives together. Well, I think he would have played his starters regardless if they won this game because then there's actually more incentive because you get to have the two seat for sure yeah, lockout that, that, if, that, if you win that true. game, that, right? That, that so is, I, I, is true. so I think there's true. A, there's more incentive to play their starters if they won that game. But we'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, I mean there was opportunities in this game that the Lions could have obviously made it where it didn't have to come down to the referees making a call. Like if Derek Barnes gets that sack and it's a safety, that's a nine point swing right there. I mean instead it's a ninety two yard touchdown to CD Lamb. So yeah, there there's moments both ways. But like it, it's tough to say that because. Like, you know, in a game like this, it's going to be close and it's going to have to come down to a last call or, you know, the, the last play of the game. So it, it's hard to say just go blow out the waters of the Dallas Cowboys and Dallas. Like, teams just don't do that, man. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to say that. Was there opportunities for them to capitalize and make it not that? Yeah. You could say about any game in the NFL, I think. But I don't know, man. It, it's just really annoying because it felt like they had the play. It felt like they did everything right. And it just got completely robbed away from them, man. It just got completely robbed away from them. Now, get away from that play. 
what were your thoughts of Dan Campbell continuing to go for it another time and then not converting it, getting kind of bailed out? Michael Parsons jumps offside, then goes for it again. Like, what are your thoughts on Dan Campbell choosing <laughs> to do that? All right. So after speaking to a lot of people about this, because I went on Twitter and uh, my initial reaction was, what the fuck? You know, um, I felt like, you know, if, if, if the Lord was giving you a sign, like if you say, oh, Lord, show me a sign. I, I think that he was showing you many signs and just kicked the field goal. <laughs> you know, after the after the first time you got screwed over by the refs and now you lose you, you lose yards and now you're what, on your seven-yard line still trying to go for it to end the game. And then you get built out again, and now you have another shot. Like it's like, all right, when when should you try to to kick it to go to overtime? Now I'm looking at the game the first time around, and I'm like, all right, our defense is playing acceptable. We are getting stops. We're forcing them to field goals, and we're not like they're not just running through us, and we can't stop them. So even if we went to overtime, that gives us a more better chance of us winning the game versus if, if we miss the extra, we miss the, the two-point conversion, which what we did, it gives us zero point. Like it, it lowers the shot because now you're hoping for a um, an offside kick. You know, it just the, the chances are better if you just went to overtime to win the game. So originally thinking like, all right, what the fuck are we doing? But after talking to a lot of people about it, um, and realizing what the the bigger picture, which is Dan Campbell not wanting to play another quarter of football because guys already were hurt, and he just wanted to get out of there. So I get that. I get that. Now, if this was a playoff game, so if this was the wild card game, <laughs> and he did this, I will be furious. I will be livid. I'll be pissed, and then I won't hear any excuses about, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a wild card game, but he just wanted to end it. That, fuck no. <laughs> like the, the difference between playing chess and checkers, you know, you can't just sometimes you gotta play the chess game, and you gotta be strategic and, and play the chess game. And sometimes that means kicking the extra point and going to overtime. Like you, sometimes you just gotta go to overtime. It, it happens, and you, you gotta trust your defense. You can't just say, yeah, you go to overtime, and yeah, if they win the coin toss, you're gonna lose. No, the fuck that doesn't, that doesn't mean you're gonna lose. Your not in this gotta, game. Yeah, not in this <laughs> it just means your defense has gotta play defense. Get a fucking stop. Make them kick a field goal. Get you give your offense a chance. You know, if this is a situation where your your defense can't get any stops, I'm talking about where they haven't punted the ball all game. Shit, go for it many times you want. And shit, I don't give a fuck because at that point, yeah, you go to overtime. Yeah, you're gonna lose if they get the coin toss. You're gonna lose. But this whole narrative of, oh yeah, you go to overtime. You're 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 betting on a coin toss and shit. What? <laughs> they win the coin toss, so what? Get, your defense go out there and get the goddamn stop. I don't get it. I don't get that narrative. I don't, why do people say this all the time? It's different, dude. Like, I understand the nerve in the Chargers game, right? Like, you know, you go for fourth down in the game because your defense literally was not getting stops. You gave up five touchdown drives in a row. That's different. Your defense yeah. was balling out. They're getting turnovers. They're getting stops. Uh, they're getting pressure on deck. I mean, I agree 100% with you. I, I, I see both sides of it. If this was the wild card game, if this was like a week four game, absolutely the hell not. I am not going for it three <laughs> times when the sign is there. A first time, like maybe, but even at, like if this was like a week one game or a wild card game, I think I would kick the extra point 
hypothetically, if this was the wild card game, even the first time, I know they got to play and they got screwed over. I yeah. still think I would kick the extra point with the higher defense was playing and then rely on the coin flip, whatever you want to say. But in this week 17 game where the Lions already clinched their vision, J-Mo's already getting, you know, he's already injured. He's not on the field. Laporta's banged up a little bit in that game. You know, golf takes some hits. Like, and, and your old line's been kind of banged up all year. I understand not wanting to put your guys through another quarter of football. Like, that makes sense to me because you have bigger aspirations. You have a bigger picture than just winning this Dallas Cowboys game. Because if they go to overtime and Jared Goff hypothetically gets hurt or one of your offensive linemen get hurt, you're going to look back and say, damn, we could just, you know, ended the game in the fourth quarter, whether we win or lost. You got to look at the big picture because if we lost Frank Ragnow hypothetically in that game, you're like, damn, we, we, we just played a whole other quarter of football when we're so close to playoffs for no reason. It's like, why not just just end it here, man? Just just, just whatever happens, happens. If you win, great. You, you're going to compete for the number two seed. If not, okay, we, we still got the NFC North locked. We're going to have a three seed. We have an automatic home game still. You got to look at the big picture. But, yeah, man, um, in this game, I'm okay with it just because of the context. But any other week where the North is not locked or you're in a playoff game and this is the exact situation that we're talking about in the Lions-Cowboys game where – Defense is doing a good enough job in getting stops. Absolutely the hell not. I'm not even going for two at least once, honestly. Like I'm not even the even the one on the two yard line. I'm not going for it. I'm kicking the extra point, going to overtime, and seeing what the hell happens there. Man, you're not you're not wrong for that. You're not wrong for that. Now let me ask you, man. What do you what do you value more as far as because the Lions winning this game is a lot at stake. You know they win this game, they pretty much control the number two seed. Um, with that in, in that aspect, so what do you value more? Do you value winning that game and controlling that number two seed, or risking player injury playing another quarter? It's so tough, dude. It, and I, I've been bouncing this back and forth. It's like, what what is more important? And I do think the two seed is a significant jump from the three seed. I, like, I I do think hosting the divisional round guaranteed at your home is. is is a big thing. Like, I think that's a, it's a huge thing than rather than having to travel wherever, if that's Philadelphia, if that's Dallas. I mean, we just talked about Dallas is a completely different team at home. Could you imagine if you got Dallas at Ford field in the playoffs? Like, like, I think that's a, a whole different game. Um, But I understand that with Laporta being hurt in that game and JMO's not already on the field. I don't know, man. I don't really have a good answer. It's like I, I see – I really truthfully see both sides of it. And I don't know, man. Like at first I would say kick the extra point after the second and, and third attempt. But then I, I kind of like you. It's like I, I kind of see the other perspective of it, like other people saying, oh, we're playing for a bigger picture right now. Like they're, they're playing for the playoffs, not just to win this this game. So I don't know. I know we're supposed to have the answers, but I, I truthfully see both sides of it. Yeah. And the reason why I'm just saying that because I honestly feel like – the momentum switched. It flipped in that game was where we wrote when we drove down the field and 100%. scored that touchdown. So I think I really liked our chances if we would have went to overtime. I think yeah. we probably, I think we would have most more likely won that game if we would have went to overtime. Um, but then again, what do you value more? Do you value risking another quarter of that or just you know? I think it'd be really cool for this football team, though, to go out there and be a Dallas Cowboys team on the road. So I, 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 I don't think mind I, road games. No, no, no. But I'm saying like I think that would have been a really cool moment for the team, though. Like you, know, you, you, you know, go, you, you, you kick the extra point, go to overtime, and if you won that game, I think that's a very cool moment for the team. 
Yeah, that'd have been yeah. Would have broke their 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 streak of home games. I think that shit goes deep. I think it goes deeper than this season. Yeah. I don't know. They're, they're, well, I know they're now eight and zero at home. Um, uh, but I'm pretty sure. Then they were undefeated last year too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that that record goes deep. So yeah, that would have been huge. That would have been huge for the play and the, the, everything. You know, the thing was though they had it though. Like they thought they did it. You know, Gal Goss even said he's like, I've never felt that before. Where like I thought we won the game, and two minutes after, it's completely robbed away from us. Oh yeah, because he, he only been alive for for four years, right? This is his third year. Third year, because that, yeah. that's why. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Detroit, buddy. Um, <laughs> she's like that happens all the time. <laughs> she's like that happens all the did, time. Did you man. hear Stafford's reaction to the game? Yeah, I can't believe he did it again. They can't believe he did it again, man. Like, I can't believe he did it he, again. He's been through it. Obviously, he's he knows. Been he's been through it. He knows all about it. Like I like I remember Stafford like going to reps like come on man seriously like you, you know that's not right <laughs> like man they did it they did it again I mean it is what it is man I, but the thing is what what I what I'm okay with is that they came out of that game with a ton of respect every I think I think the respect factor is there um and that that's a positive man this is a Lions team that was never respected and teams know now man. This is not a team they can fuck around with. I think you know this shows that we're a top team. We're we're one of the big dogs. You cannot fuck around with us, and that's what this game showed, man. I mean, truthfully, for me, it's like I've already felt that like earlier in the season. Like I didn't need this game to feel that. Like I, I already think teams respect us regardless before this game. But I mean, I guess you could say now, like they went to Dallas and essentially it looks like they won the game. Um. We no, essentially we won that fucking game, man. Everybody knows that we won that game, man. Yeah, we won everything but the scoreboard. You know, yeah, we won everything they, but the scoreboard. Exactly. And that, that's what really matters at the end of the day. It's like, yeah, I could feel it. It feels great. Like I felt like we like, compete, like we did compete, and like we felt like we won that game, but like at the end of the day, it's like we did it though. Like it, I know, like, I don't know. Like I said, thankfully it didn't cost like a playoff spot or anything too too significant. Like we're honestly kind of biting like our nails. We're talking about from the two to three seed. Like it, it's not a huge difference, but like it is a difference for sure. Yeah, 100 percent man. I don't know, man. It sucks. Uh Brad Allen, fuck you. Um, I'm glad that you won't be officiating any playoff games. So that that's a good sign at least. But it, like I another thing is like, why do we know all these referees' names, dude? Clee Bleakman. We know uh what do you call it? Pete Morelli. We know uh <laughs> we know all of them, dude. Brad Allen. Those are the ones that Trey you, Blake, Sean Smith. Uh, John Hussey, Clay Martin. Like, I know all of them, dude. Why do I know NFL referees? I only know them because they, they, they fucked the Lions. Yeah, every single one of the refs you mentioned, bro. One way or another, fucked us. Shout out to Sean Smith, though. He didn't know anything wrong. Detroit native. My bad, Sean, for mentioning you. I just knew you who you were. But, like, everything else, man. But, like, come on, man. Like, I shouldn't know all the NFL referees' names. <laughs> know their face, know their names. I know everything about them, dude, and it's bad. What's his, I saw a video with Dean Blandino. Dean Blandino. Yeah, Dean Blandino. Oh, that guy's Dean. even worse, dude. How about John Perry on the oh, on the broadcast booth? Uh, <laughs> that was that's that's all I want to give. You did, know, did, I, did you see the video of him saying that he's part of Lions Nation? Did you see the reason someone paid him on cameo for that? Somebody paid him to say that. Yeah, you lying, bro. I swear to God. <laughs> he ain't a Lions fan, dude. He's lying out of his ass. He got money for that. Wow. Dude, uh, I, hate, I hate all of them. John Perry. 
I Ian not, Blandino, Mike I Pereira. Not, I did not know that. Gene Sterrett, Gene Sterrett, horror. All of them, dude. <laughs> I was trying to figure out the, the connection. I was like, "Shit, no, dude, he has no connection. He he got a nice little check from some guy of some from, from some Lions fan on cameo." And what was it the D line? I swear to God, it was the D line, bro. I don't think it was the D. I don't know who it was, but it was some guy on Twitter. I don't think it was the D line. It was some guy on Twitter. It's a what? Lions fan. Is why would why would they waste their money for him? Don't ask him? me. Don't ask me. Don't ask me to. I hate all of them. I hate all the rules experts. I hate all the referees in the NFL. It's, it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous, dude. Um, oh, boo-hoo. Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. All right. Oopsie doopsie ball of the week. You guys already know my oopsie doopsie of the week. Uh, here you go, Mr. Krabs. Fuck you, Brad Allen. You're my oopsie doopsie of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of Shit. I haven't been this hot since the, the hands in the face game on the podcast, I think. Hands in the face? What's, what's hands in the face? What, that was Clee Bleakman on the Packers game. Trey Flowers. Oh. Oh, yeah. Shit. I even remember that play. Damn. Twice. Not once, but twice. Guys, I'm going to call it for once in his whole career. It gets called twice in the same quarter. Trey Flowers, man. That's a name for you. Dude, it's always Dallas. It's always Green Bay. It's always those two teams where some funny shit happens. And you and this is the team you want to play in the playoffs. You want to play Green Bay. Well, we'll talk about that later, but yeah. <laughs> wow. You got the honors. Pierre's not here. Who's your ball of the week? All right, man. So baller of the week. Shit. Who are we giving it to? Man, there's there's some guys. There's some guys. But I think there's one guy in particular who had one of his better games this this week. This is a guy I've been asking for for a long time. I'm saying, brother, I know you're pressuring the quarterback, but god damn it, can you get to the quarterback? Can you get a goddamn sack for once? Like we just, every week is like, oh yeah, Aiden Hutchinson has nine pressures, nine pressures with zero sacks. Or he had he has five pressures with zero sacks. Or we're like, man, like this guy's getting there, but he's not getting there. But this week, man, he he got there. <laughs> he got there. So this week, Aiden Hutchinson, three sacks. Hat trick, he had a hat trick. Yeah. That last one was huge too, man. Gave the lines a chance, took him out of field goal range, and he gave the lines a chance. Yeah. Kept a one score game. He he was dominant. He showed up dominant prime time. He showed up dominant, man. This this is when you this is when you need to show up, man. When the bright lights is on, prime time, you gotta let everybody know who the fuck you are, who the hell you are. Get get you get your sacks. You get your three sacks. You get everybody talking about you. Like, oh man, Ada, look at look at Ada Hudson balling out. A three sack game for Ada Hudson, man. So he's gonna be my, my baller of the week this week. He he loves Dallas, dude. I mean, last year he had two sacks against them, has three against this against them this year. Like something about Aiden Hutchinson and Dallas, and we didn't really get into it. But Aaron Glenn, shout out to him, dude. He called a a great game plan against Dallas, and that's two years in a row, man. I feel like he's had a really good game plan against the Cowboys, and and, and you know, getting stops, getting crucial stops, and giving your team a chance. I mean, you can't can't control the Derek Barnes play like that. That was a great play. They they call it perfect blitz. He was a free man. I mean, Barnes just didn't finish the play, but um, yeah, man. Shout out to Aaron Glenn. Shout out to Aiden Hutchinson. 
Yeah, I mean, that was, um, yeah. It, uh, Aaron Glenn also, man, like you said, man, he came out with a great game plan this weekend. They, they're playing they're playing much better, man. I, I'm not sure if it's be, because of the, the switch to the safety room, because if he's balling out as well. Um, but they're, they're, they're doing a hell of a job. Another, another interception for Iffy. Another no interception for Iffy, man. Guy had zero in his whole career. Has two in the last two weeks. Very, very critical ones too. That, that sometimes that's all you need, man. You need you need that switch, and you just get the momentum because that's what happened to Quandary Diggs when they switched his position. Yeah, they moved him from nickel to to safety, and yeah, man, you just need the, 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 those few plays, and then out of nowhere, you just you just explode. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. It's going to be interesting when CJ comes back. It looks like he could play back this Sunday. So let's just get into it right now. We play the Minnesota Vikings. Just on the top of it, what's your interest level in this game, truthfully? My interest level? On a scale of 1 to 10. 1 to 10. It's a Lions game, man. Uh, let's say a, a solid 8. Okay, so you, you have... You're like, like you're you're excited. I'll say, like you're you're you have some interest on it. Yeah, it's a Lions game. You know, you we only get these once a week, so I, I think any Lions game, man, I I get excited for fucking playoffs. Uh oh, <laughs> your daughter's calling Cap. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she, she's she, she said bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> she said I choose. She, she sneezed. That was, a, that was a loud ass sneeze. Oh, uh, but I guess that's not what I heard. I get excited from freaking preseason football. So, it's it, uh, bullshit again. <laughs> Bless you, goddammit. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> I get excited from preseason football. So, regular season football, man, even though it's week 18, week 18 I don't know, man. I'm, 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 a little, I'm a little intrigued. This is just like... 
I don't know, man. I'm just ready for playoff football now at this point. After the Dallas game, I'm just so ready for playoff football. Like, this game does really not much for me, honestly. It's like, like I don't need to see anything about this Lions team. I know what I, I know what I, like, needed to see from this season. I'm ready, man. I'm just ready for playoff football. Like, this game doesn't really mean much for – really much for the Lions. I mean, because they need a really a miracle just to move in the seeding. They would need a Philadelphia Eagles and a Dallas Cowboys loss – with the Detroit Lions win just to move up one spot, which is big, go from the three seed to the two seed. But yeah, I don't know. It just feels like too many scenarios where last week, you know, it just kind of controlled your own destiny. But now you need all these what ifs. It's like, I'm sick of the what ifs, dude. We used to do that all the time with just the Lions to sneak into the playoffs. It's like, I'm ready for the playoffs, dude. Uh, I'm ready to go. This game really doesn't do much for me. I would say my interest level. It's probably like a four or five. Like the only thing I'm kind of interested to see is how they control their starters and how aggressive do they come out after them getting fucked in Dallas. That that that's pretty much all I got from this game. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how they do that. As far as how they control the 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 starter limits, as far as how long are they gonna play? Are they gonna play a whole game? Are they gonna play a few halves? Uh, a few a few drives? It's gonna be. It will actually suck. If we do bench our starters and then we look at the scoreboard after the game of the other teams and Dallas loses and Philadelphia loses. <laughs> yeah. And then we had a shot to just win the game and then go to number two and then but we you know decide to bench our starters. Which would suck. But now, this brings back to that original question. I was literally just going to say, it goes back to your original question. <laughs> what do you value more? Do you value the health, or do you value that number two seed to guarantee two playoff games in Ford Field? I know Dan Campbell says he's going to play the starters, and I believe him, but... He never, said how long. he never said how long. He didn't say how long, but everything from the Dallas game shows me that that, like, they're not going to get a full game. I, I, I truthfully don't think they're going to play all four quarters, all their guys. Like, he may be... A guy like Kirby Joseph will play all four quarters, but like, I don't think Jared Goff plays all four quarters. I don't think this offensive line plays all four quarters, like Panay Sewell and Taylor Decker and Frank Ragdow and those guys. Like, I think it's more important to have your guys rested going to this playoff game than going out there and having them play a full four quarter game. Okay, so you so the key players you're saying to bench the key players. Yeah, I would say pretty much your offensive line as far as like Ragnow and Decker, at least your veterans, at the very minimum, your veterans. And I would say Jared Goff. So are you are you playing Jerry Jacobs or is he bench, are you benching Jerry Jacobs? I was thinking about that today. I'm like, does Jerry Jacobs play take us cams dealing with the toe already? I yeah, sure. Oh, so you're playing Jerry Jacobs. You're not benching him. You're not you're not um he could play. Yeah, that's fine. He could he could play. Yeah, you're, not, you're, not, you're not saving him for the, for the playoffs? <laughs> well, for what? To be a gunner? Save what for the playoffs? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Will Harris could get out there for all I care. Oh, man. Okay. That could be a cornerback duo. Will Harris and, uh, and, and Jerry Jacobs. You, yeah. That that really um, lower my interest of, of watching that game because <laughs> – if, they, if those two are out there, I could guarantee a, a, a thousand yard game from fucking Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. And <laughs> did that game alone. Nick Mullins, 800 yards. Nick Mullins, yeah, he's going to throw for 2,000. 
even, that game. Arch, even Arch, like I, I wouldn't blame that much either in this game. Like, give some more opportunities to guys like Charles Harris and, and Romeo Quara on those guys. The fuck did he more chances for? I, I like I rather like I don't know. You showed me in Dallas by that like you didn't want to go to overtime so badly that I thought you were probably being more conservative for your players. I know Dan Campbell said we're gonna score this touchdown, we're gonna go for two. But the the situation changes after you get fucked over one time and you move back to the eight yard line. The normal the normal thing to do <laughs> if you're not gonna play for overtime is to kick the extra point. Mm-hmm. Right? You showed me already that like you value the safety of your players more than winning the game, I'll say, right? And especially in this game, like at least last week you're playing for a two seed. Now, I mean, you technically are playing for the two seed, but you need what ifs now. You need the Cowboys to lose. You need the Eagles to lose. So what's the point of playing golf at all in this game? I Like, I wouldn't be mad if they didn't play them at all. I I'm think they are, but like, I wouldn't be mad if they didn't. I know they are. They are going to play golf. Yeah. But what what's essentially what's the point if that's your theory that you don't want these guys to get hurt and you want to save these guys for playoffs why are they even going out there week seven why are they going out there week 18 only thing i can think of is if you believe in momentum which i think is a real thing and you don't want to lose too much mojo and give all your guys a week off and let them just get some get some like playing opportunity kind of and like treat it like a preseason game almost to a certain extent where they play a half or something like that but i don't know like, I don't have a good answer. I don't think there's a good reason to play golf. I really don't. Yeah. So, let's just play the hypothetical game. Let's just say golf plays a drive or he plays a couple drives. Who comes in after? I, I don't care. <laughs> if it's Teddy Bridgewater, you want to give him his farewell tour versus former team, give it to him. If you want to see Hendon Hooker, which I think is obviously a lot more exciting than Teddy Bridgewater because that – you know, it's potentially your future and he's something new and it was a, a hyped college prospect. I think that'd be the more exciting option. It, was, it would be Hendon Hooker. But if they went to Teddy Bridgewater, it's like, I'm not really, not really mad either way. But I don't know, man. I, I don't think there's really much, much value in playing your starters out there, especially like the guys that have been going through it all year, like Frank Ragnow and Taylor Decker, um, Jared Goff. Like, I don't really see much value of playing those guys. I don't either, especially if you had the mindset of not wanting to go into overtime because you don't want to, you know, have that fear of, you know, maybe something happens to one of your key guys. Then, yeah, the, looking at this game right here, you're like, well, so what's the, if you did that last week, so what's the point of these guys going back out here this game? Well, you're still risking four quarters with these guys going out there, you know? So now it's like, you, know, what, what are we doing? <laughs> are you are you saving? Are you resting your starters? Are you like now you just question everything. <laughs> you're questioning now you're questioning the, the, the decision to kick the field goal last week. Yeah. These guys are even going out here this week. Yeah. Even if they're going out here for a drive, it's the same thing as going in overtime last week. <laughs> you know, it's like true. Like w- w- what what is what is the result? Like what's going on? <laughs> yeah, and it's not like it's one of those situations where you are gonna get the number one seed and you're gonna get a bye week and like you don't want your guys to have two weeks off. Like you're still going to play next week, guaranteed. Like, you, you were officially eliminated from the bye week. The San Francisco 49ers clinched that. So it's not like you're having too much time off, if that if that's the worry. Like, I see some Ravens fans and some 49ers fans having a little, like, you know, a little caution, saying because Lamar's not playing and Brock Purdy's not playing this week, and, they're not, and you know, the Ravens are probably going to rest a lot of starters this week. 
And the the fear is that they're going to come out flat after a two-week break, which I think is more understandable. It, it's really – it's a tough situation, man. It's because if you play your starters and one of them gets hurt, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? But if you don't play your starters and you come flat into the playoffs, it's like, oh, why don't you play your starters? So it, it's kind of like a lose-lose situation, honestly, and a win-win for the media. Yeah. I mean, yo, all jokes aside, like, no bullshit. I really think Dan Campbell just that is Dan Campbell. All the excuses of yeah, I'm not wanting to play and get play another quarter to start. I just don't think that's Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell has his mindset that he was gonna go for it. And that's he's stuck, he's just stuck to it. He yeah, gambler. This is that's just Dan Campbell. <laughs> I mean, I, I I I'm not buying the fact that he looked that deep into it. It was like, yeah, we went to overtime. And 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 yeah, if, if one of these guys got hurt, I, I just don't think that Campbell went that far. And it felt like he just felt like, all right, we're going to go for this. We're going to score. We're going to drive down the field. We're going to score. And then we're going to end the game no matter what happens. I don't care if this thing gets called back 18 times. We're going for it. Yeah. And that, that <laughs> that's a little scary for me, honestly. It's a little, it's, I mean, it's a bit reckless, I think. To and that's just, I mean, that's what we see from Dan Campbell from time to time. We he do, yeah. Reckless. I mean, like, he gets uh, reckless. He goes for it on his own 30 and on fourth down. He does reckless shit. It is, he does. This is Dan Campbell. He does, but like, sometimes you have to understand the situation. I think, like, I think context matters. Like, context does matter. He had a defense that was playing well. We yeah, could have won the game in overtime, but then again. He has he has his mindset look saying that he's gonna score. He wants us, that we're gonna score. And when we're gonna when we score, we're gonna end the game. He said the only thing that would change is if they they got moved back to the ten. Move back to the ten? Move on the seven. That's what he said on the radio. He said if the ten was the was the the barrier basically. If there's anything the, past the ten, he's gonna kick the extra point. You mean he would have went for it? No, no, no. He would have kicked the extra point if it was 10 or farther. It was 10 or further, but anything other than that. Anything other. I mean, obviously, he showed you that he was not going to kick the extra point if it's anything close or, you know, anything farther. Yeah. So that, that was just, that's just Dan Campbell, guys. I mean, I, I honestly don't think anything changes as far as if we come across the situation again, I can see Dan Campbell doing this shit again. Okay. This is Dan Campbell, guys. My whole tone changes. If this is a playoff game. Yeah. Love it or hate it. Love it or hate it, man. This is this is what this is what he is. At least he at least he's bold. At least he's honest with it. And this is it. Do you like that though? Like, do, like I like it to a certain extent, but like sometimes it's a bit. Much. I mean, yes. Sometimes, like I said, I I I'm okay with the chess match. If you're gonna play chess with your opponent, and just you know, be strategic and and play chess. I, I'm okay with that. But. Sometimes, I mean, no, I don't agree with every fourth down uh, call Dan Campbell does or every um, fake punt he does. I don't agree with all of them. But, again, it's just it's, it's him. It's something you just got to understand. Like, shit, our coach is going to do some crazy shit. He's going to do something wild and he's going to be like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> but you got you to gotta prepare yourself for it. This is going to happen. He's, he said you have to wear diapers when you watch the lines, and he's not wrong, man. <laughs> he's not wrong. Tell you, because sometimes, dude, it's 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 very 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 scary stuff. Um, I mean, not to go back to back to the Cowboys game and, and going back to this whole decision, but like, especially if that was a playoff game or like a, I don't want to say important game because that was important, but like let's say a playoff game because I think it's more important, right? 
And like you have a hell of a play, crazy play, but it gets called back as a bullshit referee call. Like, don't even risk going for it again. Like, all I think the momentum is soaked away from your team at that point. It's like kick the extra point and go to overtime. Is the way I look at it. Yeah, I you know what? And, and until I see a, a Dan Campbell do something different, I don't know. I'm just I'm just I like to, I like to believe he wouldn't do that in the playoffs. You like to believe he wouldn't do that in the playoffs? He wouldn't do what he did in Dallas at the end of the game. I like to believe he wouldn't do that. That he eventually will just kick the extra point window overtime? I think after the first time, I think I think there was very possibility he would have gone for the first time. But if there was somehow like it got called back <laughs> and you got moved back to the eight yard line. I, I think 100% he'll go for it for the first time. Yeah, the first time, yeah, that wouldn't shock me. But the second time, I, I truly believe in the playoffs. He, he would kick the extra point and and go to overtime. And that, and that context in that situation. You know what? I, I really hope, for the sake of Lions fans and our, our sanity, I hope we never get a chance to find out if he does that yeah, shit. That is the that is the appropriate answer that that's, that's the right answer uh, hopefully, hopefully we, he never has to make that decision <laughs> hopefully we never have to see that shit ever again and he never has to make that decision but we'll see <laughs> we'll see what happens man <laughs> i'm scared i'm scared just thinking about it now dude. I'm scared just thinking about it but going back to this minnesota game and the starters or sit the starters like wh- where's your stance on it what are you doing if this was you if this was me i'll play our starters for until we score. So kind of true. Not, like not, 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 never, never. Yeah, maybe like one or two drives. Um, I was, I'll, I'll probably fill it out. I'll, like, say if the first drive, and we go out there and we get like a three and out. I'll be pissed. I'm like, go out there again, God damn it. Fucking score. <laughs> you know? Um, and see what happens. I, I would literally treat it like a preseason game for our starters. And um, if they go out there and score the first drive, boom, give them a high five. Mm-mm. I'll get them out of the game. If they go out there and score the first drive, I'll get them out of the game. But if there's something like bullshit happens where he's, they get through now, they're not moving the ball, those fuckers got to go back out there again. And I'll play those fuckers like that all the way to halftime if I have to, if they're not moving the fucking ball. <laughs> but, um, yeah, initially I would want to see progress. I want to see them move the ball around, and then I'll get them out. So you don't want a full four-quarter game out of them? No. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. And then how about the guys potentially returning this game? Campbell sounds optimistic that they want to get CJ out there and they want to get Aleem out there. Do you like that? Aleem? Probably not so much of Aleem, but CJ, I think you got to get him out there. I think you have to get him out there. You got to let him run around. He has to play football in how many months? Since week two. So, so since September. So what is that? September, October, yeah, November, December. I mean, yeah, about four, five, four, four, four months. Yeah, get him out there, knock some rust off, rust off. Um, you don't want him to be in the playoffs rusty, you know. Have him go out there, run around. Um then see how he feels, you know, after playing a full playing a game. And then we'll get him ready for the playoffs. Yeah. Um I think the same thing though. Like I think with McNeil and, and, and CJ, it's like get him out there, let him get their feet wet a little bit and get ready for the playoffs, but same situation. Like I don't, I don't want those guys playing a full four quarter game. Truthfully, yeah. Especially coming off injury, it's like you kind of want to be a little more cautious with those guys. Yeah, you got limited snaps. Be, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, limited snaps, but then still have them out there. I think, I think all the stars are gonna be limited anyway. So yeah, they could do this. I'm like that if they want to sprinkle them in in certain situations. Like 
if he's not playing the full game, but you want to sprinkle him in a third quarter situation, you could do that. I think that's fine. I think just be more cautious than give him a hundred percent of the snaps. In, in my opinion, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think you'd be even safer with uh, Aleem because he plays. He played a lot of football this year. He played a lot of games this year, so it's not like a situation where he's like CJ, who he played what one game before he got hurt. Two, two, two games before he got hurt. Um. So you know you, you want I, I feel like if you go out there he's gonna be rusty. You know, he hasn't played in some time. So having CJ out there is important. Aleem, uh, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me if Aleem they hold Aleem one more, one more week because I think you know I don't think he's gonna have rust. I think he's gonna go out there and be the same Aleem that was before pre injury. You know before he got hurt. So yeah, well it sounds like they're both gonna play, which is good. But like we'll see how much it is on actual game day. Yeah. That's and good. Then, and then James Houston sounds like he's going to miss another week and could potentially make his debut in the playoffs, which which is big, which is big. I, I think for Houston, I think it's just for me, it's like really just simplifying the game for him. Like, just go after the quarterback. I don't need this whole thing where you're in coverage or you're on special teams. Just just go after the quarterback. That's all I need from you. Go like that. That's your best ability. We'll go in the offseason and we'll work on your game to uh, you know fix up and make you a, a more complete edge rusher. But for now, you miss all these weeks like CJ where you haven't played since week two. Just go after the quarterback in the playoffs. I think that's a perfect situation for James. Yeah, I mean, he, I would like for him to play this week. So he, I guess it knocks some rust off because he had to play this sometime either. You know, he, it's been since what, what's been for him? What one week? Same thing. Yeah, same thing, two yeah they both got injured week two. They both got, they both got the same game. Yeah, the Seattle game. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 Seattle game uh, fucked us. Um, so yeah, a lot of ways, yes. <laughs> so yeah, man, yeah, having him out there is good, man. I would prefer it to be this week so he could knock off some rust. But you know, if he come, if he gets rolling this week, he, you know, that'll be exciting. So for the injury report, I know it's a little different this week because, like, I mean, truthfully, I know you guys. I don't think a lot of you guys really care about the matchup all that much. We're not going to do like offensive, like what the offense needs to do in this game or the defense, what's needs to do in this game. So I didn't think the injury report was as necessary as it usually is. So for the lions though, we'll just read the lines. We're not going to read the Vikings. Uh, Taylor Decker dealing with a groin injury did not practice wide receiver. Jamo still dealing with that ankle did not practice Brock, Wright It's been out for a couple weeks, still dealing with that hip injury. He did not practice. Talk about James Houston with that ankle. He was limited tight end. Sam Laporta with an ankle is also limited. Defense tackle Lee McNeil, first practice since being placed on IR, was limited with a knee injury. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, first full practice since coming back, which is huge. And then Frank Ragnow and Cam Sun were both full participants in practice on Wednesday. That's that's good. They're getting healthy at the right time, man. And I'm not trying to drink it, and hopefully nothing happens this Sunday, but they're getting healthy at the right time, dude. Yeah, they are, man. It's huge. It's huge having all these guys back. Yeah, it's like, I mean, CJ Garner Johnson, that was your big free agent pickup. James Houston, that's one of your best pass rushers. And Ali McNeil, your best interior guy. Like, it's big stuff. And then I think we should also mention, just very quickly, the Lions have moved off of Isaiah Bugs and Bruce Irvin. Got any quick thoughts on that? Um, kind of, man. Um, the Isaiah Bugs. That one kind of shocked me, man. It did shock me because as far as that defensive lineman, defensive tackles, I'm sorry, um, I didn't feel like he was the, the, the weakest link. I don't feel like he was the worst one. And as, as much of a – I feel like he was one of the vocal guys, one of the leaders on the team as well, um, being a vet. 
So having him, you know, having him release him was, was a shocker to me, man. Yeah, and there's obviously no intentions of bringing him back. It's not like one of those moves where they're going to release him and then just bring him back to the practice squad. Like, they're moving on both ways. And it is a bit weird. I think they had other options if they want to do it because obviously this means Elaine McNeil's coming back and they need to make roster like roster space for him, obviously. Yeah. But – yeah, like I don't know, man. It looks like they're holding hope for some of these younger guys rather than holding on to Isaiah Bucks. But it was definitely interesting because, like you said, he's one of the vocal guys. I think he's one of the first. You know, he he's been here almost since the beginning, like since the the turning point of last year. I think the Lions' big thing was really improving this run defense, and they've obviously continued that since the second half of last year and brought it all the way into this season. And I thought he was a part of it, even when he was a healthy scratch for a lot of weeks. But I thought he was a big part of it last year and even a little bit of this year. So I don't know, man. I, I thought they could have went a different direction potentially and, and still made room for Liam rather than having to cut Isaiah. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to be too pissed off because it's not like it's a huge loss, but it's an interesting loss to say the very least. Yeah, 100%, man. <laughs> That's the same way I feel, man, that – you know, with 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 Lee with McNeil coming back and and Isaiah Bugs, you, you can't be too pissed off about it because you know could have been worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think not to throw guys out there, but I'm gonna do it here. Oh lord, like it, it's kind of splitting hairs a little bit, but like. Who would you prefer on your roster, Isaiah Bugs or Levi Onzerike? And for me, it'd be Isaiah Bugs. Yeah, Isaiah Bugs for me. But uh, I, I think they bring different elements to the game, so they maybe do. that maybe that was a factor too as well. Because you know, how many nose tackles do you need? Like big fuckers. I mean, they they they, they value the big fuckers because they, they plug up the a gaps, and that's what they that's what they use um, on early downs. But how many do you really need? Like, you have, you, have a, you have a lot. As crazy as this sounds, I think Isaiah Bucks honestly offers you more pass rush than Levi Enrique. I really just don't think Levi does anything for you. Shit, you're right. <laughs> I mean, have you seen Levi get home before? Or even, like, be in the backfield and, like, almost get home? I think oh, when he had four pressures we run it off yesterday, seven total tackles. Yeah. I mean, it was a shock that he even had stats. I didn't even know he had stats. I thought he was going to – I was going to see donuts when I looked him up as Dude, far as stats. Like, no offense to Levi. I mean, this is actually very offensive. But, like, I, I forget about him all the time. And then I see him on the sideline, like, and I see 91. I'm like, who the fuck is 91? I'm like, oh, shit, that's Levi Rodriguez. He's not dead. He's he's playing. He's, he's not hurt. <laughs> and I don't know, man. I think that's a – again, it's kind of splitting hairs. It's not a huge loss with Isaiah Bugs. Like, he's not the greatest player, but – I don't know. I think he brings more to your roster, to me personally, than a uh, than a Levi Enzirike. Like I understand you want to keep Benito, who's been a starter all year for you. I understand, obviously, you're gonna keep Roger Martin, who you drafted in the third round. Like you're not gonna give up on him for Isaiah Bugs, but I think it comes down to Levi Enzirike and and Isaiah Bugs, and it looks like Brad and the staff just, I guess, kind of valued. I don't know. Do you call it potential with Levi because he was a high pick and like he's still young? Like, but truthfully, like. I, what potential does Levi have? I've lost it all. Potential? What, what, what potential? What potential are you looking at? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> I'm not saying no. I'm not saying he's bad or anything or like that. But he hasn't done shit, and he hasn't done nothing here. 
He has that. I mean, I don't know. I, I've lost all hope for Levi to be anything like more than a, <laughs> a bottom of the roster guy. Like that's, I think that's the ceiling for him right now. And hopefully he proves me wrong. I've, I've obviously been wrong before. Like kind of almost thought that about for iffy a little bit, but with Levi, it's just like, he's really shown me nothing. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, maybe Levi gets more snaps and able to, you know, do something this week. Yeah, maybe. Bruce Irvin, interesting decision, but it looked like it was kind of a, a commitment thing for him where he just has other things going on in his life as well. Obviously, he's an older guy, and they got Houston coming back too soon, so I think the value of Irvin wasn't as much of a need, but I thought I, I thought he brought some value in those three games he played for us. I, I enjoyed his time here. It gave us a little spark plug there. I think he helped these young guys out too, so I wish him the best of luck. I don't know if he'll play another game in the NFL, but – I think he was he was a good piece for this team and a good ad, even though like he's not going to help contribute to the playoff run. Yeah. You, do you think? Oh, never mind. Forget, forget all that. What are we going to ask? I don't. I don't know. My mind just went blank. Okay. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I, uh, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> it is late. Um. <laughs> all right, guys. That's going to be a wrap to this episode. Hope you guys all enjoyed. Uh, we will be back on. Twitter and YouTube before the game. Yeah, Malcolm's right. It is late. And yeah. we'll be live on Spaces after the game. And then it's time to prepare for, for playoff football. Did you get your playoff ticket yet? I did not, man. I'm I'm in the process of trying to see what day is everything going to be on. Before we'll I find out on Sunday. Yeah, before I go crazy and start buying everything. Um, And I also was hoping and praying that the tickets go down. That's, that's what I'm hoping, holding out for. Um. Well, we got our official release from the Lions now. We we know what they're selling them for. Jesus, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't much better. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping they're cheaper, and we'll see what happens, man. Again, guys, if you have any discount, you guys could always DM us. We're open on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, and uh, we are open to offers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder, like, shit, like how many people bought tickets, like. Is there a lot of like a, a huge Lions market of paying the six hundred dollars plus for these playoff tickets? And then if, the the crazy shit is is if they win the the first game and they have a second home game, who's gonna pay for the second one? We'll all be broke. <laughs> I'm saying like if you went to the first one, they they're more likely not going back to the second one. I don't think they're paying back to back six hundred dollars. That's outrageous. Could you imagine? being like a diehard Michigan fan and a diehard Lions fans and like you're one of those like diehards where like like we are for Lions fans like we'll travel for this team and stuff like yeah. that and you just pay to go to the Rose Bowl potentially in Pasadena <laughs> now yeah. you're paying for this wild card game and then like you said it could potentially be a divisional game like that is your <laughs> how much money are you investing into football in just a, such a small sample size like that's crazy yeah, that's wild. That's wild. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they have a second home game, I don't know who's going to be out there because the, that first crowd may not be out there because doing it twice back to back, that's that's rough. I mean, yeah, for those prices, yeah. Because yeah, I said Lions fans showed up all year and they've been pretty pricey, but not like now, like what they are for the playoffs. Nah, that's, that's, that's a whole nother level. I mean, it's more than double than what they were pretty much charging all season. Yeah. And that those cases more than triple maybe, man, because 
those are the worst seats. The seats are the that's seats true. Are, yeah, we're talking about just like getting your your feet in the building. You're not even like you know paying a little luxury to like go lower bowl. Like no, that's just to get your yeah. foot in the building. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. It's it's uh, I get it. I get it. I truly do. But I don't know. I think I think it. it I don't want to get into this conversation. I'm out, guys. Peace. (laughs) All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.